0: Good morning, and welcome to the Parks Podcast, to be named later, here on the DK Pittsburgh Sports Podcasting Network. I'm Alex Stump. I've decided to show up this week,
1: joined as always by my co-host Jared Triggard. Jared, how's it going? Oh, I'm great, Alex. It's nice to have you back.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, I get one freebie. <laughs> well, maybe. I, I cashed it in. I cashed it in. And, you know, I got to be back for this one because baseball's back for this one.
1: It's about time on both counts, man. I, it's been a long, <laughs> long offseason.
0: It has, and it is finally over. There is a new collective bargaining agreement in place. And depending on when you listen to this on Saturday... I could be flying down to Bradenton as you listen to this, if you're a nighttime, I guess viewer, whatever. Because Pirate Spring Training Camp opens on Sunday. We'll, we'll we'll touch a little more on the Pirates, you know, here in a little bit. But just overall, this this might not be the best radio, but man, I I can't see it the best any any clearer than this. Thank God, baseball's back.
1: Yeah, you got that right. I think everybody breathed a sigh of relief. But now baseball, I think, has to go into damage control uh, and, and really get the fans back interested in baseball once again.
0: Yeah, and that's, that's probably going to be easier said than done because I, I as critical as I am of Rob Manfred, I think he said a lot of good things during that, that press conference after the CBA was announced. The most notable being that, you know, part of his job is having a good relationship with the players and he has fallen short in that area of the job description. And that's what caused this divide. And that's really what drove everything here and why, you know, there were almost games canceled, why we almost didn't get to see 162 games this season, why just a whole lot of ugly situations that, I, this isn't ninety four ninety five. That fans are going to be alienated so far. Fans can be frustrated. Fans were frustrated. They're allowed to continue to still be frustrated with you know the system that is now in place. But concerning what it could have been, this is not nearly disastrous as it could have been.
1: Yeah, it could have been a lot worse. Uh, the good news is they're they're not they're still going to have a full season. You know. And and let's be real. The best thing about this is baseball is finally back and we are moving on, onward and upward with the season. Yeah. So Jared,
0: just to get your two cents here on, on the actual CBA here, how similar, or is this what you expected this to be? Because honestly, this is kind of what I thought going in here that we weren't going to see any major paradigm shifts.
1: No, I didn't think so either. I didn't think they were going to rock the boat too much, uh, just because they couldn't afford it. Uh, but now they have five years to figure out everything else, and I think that's exactly that's exactly what they need. You know, and, and they have something in place; it's going to work. I think for for hopefully for all parties, the owners are going to make their money, the players are going to make theirs, and you know, yeah, see what happens.
0: They will, and hopefully you know in december 2026 we don't just restart this whole process and if if, if we do if rob manfred is still the commissioner you know in 2026 and we we just go through this all again and this is just going to be the norm with every cba that it, it can't happen like this this was we we all saw this lockout coming we all knew that 2021 2022 there was either going to be an owner lockout or a player strike or something. it was just going to be an ugly set of negotiations and it lived up to it and we all knew it. We knew it you know during 2020 whenever they couldn't get you know, whenever they couldn't get a season plan in place and the best they could do is okay that agreement that we came up with in March, that, you know, we all had guns to our heads. We'll just operate with that because we can't actually come up with a new deal. You know, back in 2017, 2018, whenever a lot of really good free agents were signing one-year deals because teams weren't willing to go over the luxury tax. The union was filing grievances against the Pirates, the Athletics, the Marlins. And that grievance still exists with the Pirates. That didn't go away, despite the league trying to, you know, throw the small market teams, you know, a bone throughout this whole process. We knew this was going to be ugly. And it was ugly. And we complained for months. We're not going to pretend that our words, you know, over the past three months and change, you know, don't, don't hold any more meaning here because those frustrations are very real. Right. They 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 saved themselves from going over the cliff, though. And that's the only good thing that we could say about this whole process. I know there are people that are, you know, cancel games, try to get a fair system in there, but that was never really a possibility for any of this. It was always going to be subform of the status quo. And this status quo does finally move the needle, I think for the first time in the last couple CBAs, probably towards the players a little bit but it's not the major paradigm shift there is still going to be a lot that I think people could be justified with but at the end of the day there is baseball back and that is the one thing that they could not have throughout this they could not have gone you know weeks months years with a labor disagreement (laughs) for the second time in three years they needed to play baseball and
1: they are yeah I couldn't say it any better So I think with that, we're going to end this segment, and we'll see you on the flip side on the podcast, we named later on the DK Pittsburgh Sports Podcast Network.
0: And welcome back to the Pirates Podcast, we named later here on the DK Pittsburgh Sports Podcast Network. Jared, you touched on how there aren't any really major paradigm shifts, you know, with, with the league. So don't, no salary floor, only some small tweaks to internal revenue sharing. There are changes gonna, that are going to be happening in 2022 and beyond for the Pirates. One of them I have, you know, geared up for mound visit on the shifts and how potentially banning them. He's going to influence the team. So we're not going to touch on this here. Read Mountain Visit on Monday. But let's, first of all, just do some very basic ones. DH, I think we've we, we've touched on this in the past, but who, who DH is for this team?
1: Oh, yeah. We'll call him a ran back. Um, he hasn't signed with anybody that I know of yet. But Mason Martin, I think, could be a, a candidate. If, he, if spring training goes well, G1 Bay, I think you could use it. In a lineup where that's the day of rest, right? If you have 10 guys that you wanted your regular rotation or eight guys or nine guys, I guess I should say without that. Uh, uh, well, no, I guess it is 10. Now that the pitcher doesn't really matter as far as that or eight. It would. Ah, oh, this is so confusing. There are eight, so used to... there are
0: eight non-pitcher positions okay. on, a, on a baseball time in Jared. Oh my goodness.
1: Oh, geez. Now, well, the pitcher does matter, but now that it, it, he's not hitting, I guess it really doesn't matter in the lineup. So you have nine hitters that you want so if you have 10 guys that you want to get in that rotation there's that the, use the dh as that rest use the dh as that as that person that hey listen, is your, this is going to be your load management and, and they can do that with with anybody as long as they're hitting the ball the bad the only thing you can't do is have that be a black hole in a lineup and as soon as that happens that is disastrous
0: yeah and and that's how i expect it'll be marketed for the DH spot, it's going to be rotated, and I'm sure there will be some rotation, but at some point, someone is going to have to get the lion's share of those at-bats. I think it's Ben Gamble for that. I, I did a mound visit on it earlier. The Pirates have eight outfielders on the 40-man roster at the moment, and some of them are, are prospects like uh, Smith, Najigba, and Sawinski, who maybe need a little need a little more time. But between Alford, Allens, Waggerty, they're they're just better defensive options, but you want to keep Ben Gamel's bat in the lineup. I'm not saying that he is, you know, poppy whenever it comes to a DH, but it just kind of checks a lot of boxes of okay, here's a high OBP guy. You can put him towards the top of the lineup. I actually advocated leadoff hitter. It just, just work with that.
1: Yeah, I mean, the biggest thing is that the DH spot has to be on base. It has to be productive. As long as he's productive, yeah. whether he's driving the runs or getting on base or, or creating something on the bases, I think that's exactly what you need. And, and that's exactly what the Pirates want in that spot. So it's imperative for them to get production out of that spot. And, you know, you got to get production out of the catcher spot too. you got to get production one through nine. And, you know, can they do it? I think they can, but it'll be interesting to see who they decide to put in there whether it's a gamble, whether it's even a Mason or I think that's a possibility too, depending on how camp goes. I know he's a non-roster invitee, uh, but I'm interested to see how, how this camp actually works out and plays itself out because I think there's a lot of things that can happen.
0: Here's one that you're going to have far more expertise than I will just because you've covered more minor league baseball games than I have. The pitch clock, is this, is this actually going to do anything
1: uh, I don't think so. I mean, I see it all the time in minor leagues and there are maybe a handful of times in a given series where it's an issue. Uh, and, and this year, I think I've only saw, I only saw it be a factor twice. So, but again, it's the major, so they're going to be watching it like hops. Um, uh, so it'll be interesting to see how that plays out too, because in the minor leagues, let's be real, not all the umpires are paying attention to it more often than not. Uh, but it also doesn't get into a position where they have to. So that's a factor, and I mean, it's got to be on the hitters, too, because the hitters take forever to get to the box. I think it, it could go both ways here.
0: Yeah, it can, and they do technically enforce it for the hitters also, so you don't see. There aren't any no <laughs> Garcia-Pars in the league who are doing a 14-step you know, dance with their batting gloves in between. I, I don't know. I'm not really in favor of the pitch clock. I haven't really done any research too far in depth with this. So I'm kind of shooting from the hip that yeah, maybe it can speed up someone like Will Crow, who's takes some time in between pitches, but it shuts off whenever nobody, whenever there's a runner on base. And that's usually whenever pitchers slow down more in general, like pitchers try to get into that groove, that rhythm, whenever there's no one on base, Right, like, are making it more mandatory? I, I just don't know. We're talking maybe a minute here,
1: if that. I mean, yeah. I think, I think it's just peanuts, but, but to be perfectly honest, if you're going to make an impact on the pitch clock, I think it matters how many pickoffs you have. You know? Yeah. I, I think that matters. Which, like, which
0: level has that as a rule this year?
1: That's a good question.
0: I, I mean, I don't think you can limit pickoffs, in I don't it, but I know one can. minor
1: league affiliate does. But yeah, so I mean, if you if that's if you want to make an impact in the pace of the game, pace of the game, I think that's where you do it. Um, you're always going to have in between innings because players got to get loose or whatever. But also, you got to get your commercials in. That's not going to change. Also, I don't think a baseball is. A, I don't think baseball is a game that needs a play clock. There's a reason why it's not timed. It's by innings, not by timed quarters or timed periods. I mean, it's normal. You're going to have two hour games. You're going to have three hour games. You're going to have four hour games, marathons. And uh, I mean, you can't help that. You can't help pitchers struggling. We've seen so many Pirates pitchers struggle and it just extends games. And you're going to have offensive slugfests fests where the ball just doesn't get out uh, or you can't get out, but you're also going to have matchups where or they're pitchers duels and you're out of there at an hour and 30, hour and 45 minutes. So baseball is a sport that's special in that regard. It could take, it's like cricket. It could take however long an hour, and 30 hour and 40 to four hours, five hours. And I think that's both a, a beautiful thing about baseball, but also it could be a detriment too with the way that attention spans are now.
0: Yeah, I, I don't put it too much. Just talking that attention spans are the issue. And I say that as someone who has a bad attention span <laughs> in general with that. But yeah, I, I, I don't know. I don't think it's really going to speed up the game a little bit. I don't really see the appeal in the same way that I don't see the appeal really with larger bases having much oh,
1: yeah. influence with the game or room for activities.
0: Yeah. Do you have think you Brian seen the memes
1: would have touched first base if it was bigger?
0: He, he, he probably would. Have. I don't know if will Craig would have, but Hayes probably would have. Have you seen the meme of Ricky Henderson hoisting up the 2022 or whatever year it is 23 base. And it's like eight feet tall. <laughs>
1: Yes, I love it. I love it. But I mean, listen, I, I like the improvements. I think they're okay. We've seen them for a while. Um, but, again, I don't think they're going to have that big of an impact.
0: No. Uh, something I think that could actually have an impact, and I do like the more I hear about it, is the is the uh, draft lottery, which, ah. I mean, baseball, baseball drafts aren't like the NFL where it does – behoove the, the Jacksonville Jaguars to lose game the final game or two of the season. So they can get that first overall draft pick and draft to Trevor Lawrence. It, it does benefit them to do that in baseball. The pirates probably did the draft as best as they possibly could, where they, where they got, you know, where there wasn't a clear cut number one draft pick and you get, you know, Davis who's probably third or fourth on a lot of teams draft boards. And then you just clean up in the later levels or in the later rounds. And that's what they ended up doing. Besides that, it's not like any other sport. It's going to take years for these guys to make an impact. That said, it's a way to, if you are in that last series or so of the season where you are, you know, in either second or third worst record, it'd be like, well, if we just lose, we could it probably benefit benefit us more in the long run than just limping across the finish line here. It, it does take that thought away, at least.
1: Yeah, right. And that's the thing, like the, the draft lottery, those guys aren't going to be in the pros until three or four years later. So at the EBA, they're going to be in the lineup, starting lineup probably immediately. In the NFL, same thing. The NHL is obviously a little different, unless you have – a prodigy like City Crosby or Malkin or, or whoever, but like in the MLB, I mean, Davis, Henry Davis was the, was the stud last year, number one pick uh, for the pirates. And he's not going to be in the majors this year either. And he was drafted last year. It's going to take him three or four years to get there. It's to stay there. You know, baseball is, is different than that. But I mean, you have to have teams that want to win games. That makes the league better. I mean, the when the NL central was, Lights out when, when all five teams or four teams or whatever, like when the Brewers, the Cubs, the Reds, the Cardinals, and the Pirates were all having great seasons, it was fun baseball to watch. I don't want to watch a team that's going to win 20, 30 games. I want to watch a team that's going to win 80, 90 games, you know, and, and that's tough. It, it, it's absolutely tough, but, you know, is it going to make a difference? Not, not immediately. And then so be it but if it if it's going to let teams actually compete to the end of the season all 162 games that's what is needed
0: one more here
1: the expanded playoffs
0: jared you play 162 games so the best teams can make the playoffs in in my opinion i wasn't crazy about the second wild card i really don't like you know, adding a third, people point to the Blue Jays as as the example of well, this Blue Jays were playoff worthy, and I'm I'm not going to argue that if the if the Blue Jays were in the playoffs last year, no one would have blinked an eye, But we're watering down a little bit too much. I'm, if it has to be expanded, I'm glad it's twelve and not fourteen, and that yes. it does benefit teams to win the division and actually not just be the number three seed. I think you look at what Atlanta did last year. That they needed. Atlanta kind of got off easy. I think they had the easiest path to the World Series, actually, because they didn't have to face the wild card winner in that shortened round, and they yeah. and they were automatically guaranteed a five game series. It's like no, no, they they probably should have had to work a little harder because they weren't that good in the regular season. I think that is a plus, but I I don't know. I'm I'm a purist, turn of the millennium purist. I think it was. Pretty much perfect with three division winners and one wild card, but I'm right. I'm not gonna die on this hill.
1: Yeah, I mean, more money, more money, more money. Uh, I mean, that's that's what it comes down to. Only reason. Yeah, yeah. I mean, is it going to be more baseball? Great. Yeah, cool. Another chance for the Pirates not to make the playoffs. Um, but
0: but let's I mean, keep... it does it does improve, but I, I I don't know. I I feel like 162 should separate you know the good from the you bad. should
1: know after 162 games what teams are yeah. good what teams are bad what teams should be in the playoffs if that whatever uh, the wild card the one the one game wild card is, is super cool it's such an itch thing i mean let's be real we've we've been in pittsburgh for them both good and bad you know the blackout and then the bum out with madison bogartner i mean we were, the pirates have been on both sides uh and then obviously we're in the area that it, uh, busts on the next year but like Great. Um, But yeah, I mean, I like series, man. I like the pitcher's duels. I like the strategy, and having to plan for not just for the one game, but the second game too. And I'm, I'm a baseball purist when it comes to that. I love the strategic aspect of the game. And Hey, if that's, if that helps here, that's great, but you have to reward the teams that deserve to be there and did their part to win in the regular season or why else are you playing 162 games?
0: I'm with you. I'm with you on that. Hey, we're going to take one more break. CBA is in, but Jared and me are going to finish off our, our lockout series of what nominal stuff you actually want to know about us. We're going to finish it off. Come on. to the podcast to be named later during the lockout jared and me took your twitter questions and we would just ramble on now, we've got a few just here that we need to get through jared this is the last time we're doing this jim North Shore sure not, jim wants to ask would you rather be buried alive or eaten alive
1: uh depends on what's eating me
0: no no you got rapid fire buried or eaten uh eaten. I I I I guess eaten also. very just sounds. It's got to be quicker, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, food was the only one here, so that's let's go a little further. So I'm I'm reading through these right now. Uh, Matt Cyrus asks best meal not found locally. No, you can't just give a Pittsburgh one, Mister Altuna. Uh
1: um, that's a really good question because. Pittsburgh is local for me. Altoona is local for me. Um, my favorite, probably, let's be real, uh, Penn State football uh, media buffet on Saturday afternoons. In
0: oh my god! Oh my god! I'm spoiled. <laughs> no, you're you're sheltered. That's what you are. Uh, I'll go with I I cap almost every Braden to trip off with going to Pier Twenty Two and getting some good seafood and a key lime pie. And that's, that's my thing. So I'll, I'll go with that. That's where my mind goes to first, Matt. Uh, I have not seen the new Batman yet. So that comes with an asterisk here, but Topes writer asks, which is the Batman, the best Batman? We'll just expand it here, Jared. What's the best Batman movie? I love, or-
1: oh, I love the Dark Knight trilogy.
0: I, I like the Dark I love the Dark Knight. I don't like rises. I like begins out of that. What's the best one I, besides the Nolan trilogy? What's the best Batman? Anything with Michael Keaton. I, I think it, the first Keaton is the, yeah. is the right answer there too. Lego Batman was pretty good too. I'll throw that in there. Uh, who is the Steelers QB next year? Smitty wants to know.
1: Uh. Anybody with a pulse in two arms, uh, but I think it's Mason Rudolph. I I
0: have
1: I can say this because I have no
0: sources, and if I'm wrong, I can just say I said I didn't have any sources. I'm on the Kenny Pickett tray, man.
1: Let's go. Let's make it happen. I just don't like the pressure that's going to be on him to win to Pittsburgh.
0: Um, pet names. Favorite pet name. I I've. I'll go with Mason because that's what I named my cat. You would have a cat. I do have a cat. I post it on the Twitter sometimes. It's been a while <laughs> since he's made a cameo. Uh, I got to go with Linsicum. It's that's right. That's right. Is it officially Linsicum? Uh, if it's a boy, yes. Okay. When when do you know if it's a boy or girl? And I guess we you should also let the the listeners in that you are getting a dog.
1: And yes. That's why getting a puppy this off season or I guess not this off season but in the summer. Uh, if it's a boy, it's going to be Litzkoop. If it's a uh, girl, it's going to be Posey. And if you can't put two and two together there, um, I'm sorry. Yeah, I,
0: I hate to tell you, Posey's a better dog, man.
1: Uh, uh, I like Litzkoop because it's. Good, I'm going to call him the freak. There we go. Big time TV Jim. We'll...
0: <laughs> we'll end it there. Thank you guys so much throughout the offseason for for giving us this third segment to to ramble on with. Maybe we'll keep this going. Who knows? Jared, any final thoughts here right before baseball season finally gets started? Welcome back, baseball. There we go. I like it. For Jared Kruger, I'm Alex Jumpsain. Thank you for listening. Subscribe wherever you find podcasts to get more here on the DK Pittsburgh Sports Podcast Network. We'll talk again next week.